0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back and thanks for joining us. You're tuned into this episode of the Are You Listening podcast brought to you by the good folks at New Amendment. Gio, what's good? How has the week been on your side, my guy?
1: Man, what's up, Austin? It's been good, man. You know, you know, I I think this week for me has been like an educational week. I listened to our first episode of the podcast, took a little bit of notes, you know, trying to make sure that I'm doing a better job being able to speak and, you know, educate and entertain, you know, our listeners. So I think that's been fun. And then I've been listening to a, a bunch of different financial podcasts as well, uh, trying to just up my knowledge a little bit. So it's been, it's been a, a knowledgeable week for me. How about you, man?
0: Love that, man. That self-investment is crucial uh, to continue to get better. Same, man. Just listening to, obviously, our flow, our cadence, and, and what we could do to continuously get better. And it's easier said than done. But as a, as a former student athlete, um, I think that, obviously, we've been doing that our, our entire lives, uh, being able to... You know, look at the look at the film if you will, and break it down and, and figure out how we can improve on our deficiency. So uh, I'm excited to continue to to get these reps and, and get these episodes out with you, my guy. One thing I wanted to kick this episode off was getting into a little bit of background, what you've been up to since we've left R since you left R U, since I left RU, and then we'll jump into some exciting, you know, a couple of games that's happened for RU over the last couple of, of days.
1: Yeah, so I mean, uh I guess I guess in case anybody doesn't know uh, about my <laughs> about my playing career, you know, obviously I just graduated from Rutgers. Um, you know, I was a, f- a fifth-year senior, four-year captain. Um, you know, so I was playing for a while under Coach Peichel. Uh, Like I said, I recently just graduated, so I've moved on to more of like an entrepreneurship type of situation where, you know, I did start my own basketball training. I've been doing that since September. I also started Knight Society, if you guys don't know about it make sure to go check it out. Uh, It was founded by me and Eric LeGrand. And basically, we just focus on creating NIL opportunities for student athletes. So, you know, we're really just trying to support, you know, you know, these guys in the Scarlet and Black that are, you know, fighting every day on the court, on the field, whatever it may be, Um, you know, guys and girls, of course, Um, you know, so we've been doing a bunch of different deals for student athletes. That's been great. And, um, you know, I I do a little little bit of a, a all different types of stuff too, man. So it's been it's been all over the place. But um, you know, maybe tell the people about yourself as well.
0: For sure, man. A man of many hats. I see you doing your thing, man, uh, and I'm proud uh, obviously. But can't believe it's already been ten years. Removed this year since my playing days. Graduated in two thousand thirteen. Went right into grad school and then got into corporate America uh, in New York City, working on Wall Street and finance, fintech, if you will. I'm still currently doing that, but building a simultaneous. A media broadcasting career, um, you know, it hasn't been easy. It's a lot of long days, but it's a labor of love for sure, man. And the game of basketball is a vehicle that continues to open up tremendous doors and opportunities, and I'm very, very grateful for it. So if you do well by the game, it'll reciprocate at the end of the day. So love that.
1: Which one Which one do you like more, like the fintech or, or the broadcasting? Like which one do you like Bro, more? I,
0: I would be lying if I sat here and said that I love the fintech more. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of transferable skills and qualities that I've learned from basketball that I'm able to leverage and, and you, you sure. really, really, you know, separate myself internally, you know, using those. But there's nothing like sitting courtside, watching a game that we all grew up on, playing, loving to play, loving the grind, loving the preparation. And then I don't think there's any better game live to just watch on a consistent basis yeah. other than basketball. Nah, so, I, I, very I agree.
1: Buff. I agree. I think when... Uh you know, when you got a chance to go on onto BTN and, and I got a chance to do the radio, everyone kept asking me like, oh, how do you like it? Like, how was it? It's like, dude, I'm sitting there just talking basketball. <laughs> like, what is there not to like? like I don't even understand why you all asking a me job. that. Like, yeah, I'm just, I'm sitting talking basketball with Jerry Recco, by the way. Shout out Jerry Recco, who's Shout a pro's Ricco, pro. Man. He's a pro's pro. So, you know, he made it real easy for me, but you know, that's just fun. Like I'm just, I'm sitting there talking the game of basketball. You can't really get much better than that, so I agree. I just wanted to get your take on it and just made sure I wasn't tripping.
0: For sure, man. I'm, 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 I'm watching you. I appreciate being able to bounce ideas off of you and continue. We can grow, and obviously, this is a podcast where we coming together with our collective thoughts um, to share what's relevant in the RU world, and then you know things just in the in the grand scheme of things from a basketball standpoint. So let's jump right in and get into the X's and O's of things, man. We got two games to talk about. Starting off with RU versus. Ohio State, um, uh, another definitive win uh, for RU at home, protecting home court at Jersey Mike's Arena. Some people say the rack, whatever side of that equation you fall on, go with it. Um, But what did you see from your perspective from the Scarlet Knights um, against the Buckeyes?
1: I loved it. I loved it, I, you know, it, and it is funny because you you check the you do check Twitter at halftime, and you know you know the score is super low, and everyone's like, oh, what type of basketball game is this? But if you're in the building, like if you're in there, man, it was such a good environment. You could see how hard both teams were playing defense; like they were just making it impossible for each other to score. I loved what I saw from a Watt Mag. I mean, at one point in the game, he's at the top of the press, and at another point in the game, he's guarding the five man. I mean, just everything that he was doing. And then that's not even talking about the the three-pointer that he made at the end of the game, right? So, you know, you talk about a guy who was just doing everything on the court. Um, and it wasn't just him, everybody. I mean, everyone just pitched in. It was it was just a great game to watch um, and happy that they found a way to get that win.
0: Grinded out basketball, Big Ten basketball encapsulated in Piscataway, New Jersey. 68-64, an overtime thriller, obviously, or you had to go really deep within themselves to be able to go the distance because Ohio State isn't sweet, and they weren't going the way. They came in playing with a little bit of fire lit under them, coming off of three uh, defeats um, coming into that game. So you know how teams get when they're in desperation mode. And Cam Spencer led the charge again for Rutgers, 21 points, six assists. You see in the floor well, Diamond, his pace, yep. can't speed him up, man. 16 points in the second half. So he's a guy that I think really understands when he needs to up his levels from different standpoints throughout the course of a game.
1: Yeah. And, I, and, and, and he had, you know, he had seven rebounds. I think he had four steals. Like, again, talking about a guy who was just doing it all. And to go deeper into the team aspect, like in the Big Ten, you got to be able to protect home court. So, you know, obviously that's a dangerous game. You mentioned that they, you know, Ohio State was coming off of, three losses, that's a very desperate team. So that's a dangerous game for RU at home. But in the Big Ten, you have to protect home court. You have to. It's so important. And and we saw that, right, how, how hard it is to go win on the road. We saw the next game against Michigan State.
0: 22 lead changes in that game. What does that say to you?
1: Back and forth, right? That's that's when you're veteran. Veterans really come into play. You got to be able to handle the ups and downs of a basketball game. It's, it's not easy, right? And, and um, but I think that they have, you know, a great coach and Coach Peichel, and it was in a great environment where you got that home crowd on your side. We always talk about you have to be, like, you damn near have to be 10 points better on the road, and Ohio State wasn't 10 points better. So, obviously, they were good enough to get it to OT, but that environment, that that veteran mentality, these guys being ready to protect home court ended up being enough.
0: For sure, man. Uh, the Mwat Mad game, at least so far this season, you hit – the nail square on the head, his ability to, he talked about it, how he understood that Paulie, you know, when he gets into probing and surveying, because Paulie dimes and he sees yep. how how the floor is spaced, but Watt knew that he just needed to vacate and get to an open area. And that ended up being a deep corner three right in front of the big money seats. If you've ever been to Jersey Mike Serena, you know what I mean. We're all... Uh, the big donor sit on the sideline and, and Mag stepped into it, stepped up into the moment and knocked it down. But obviously also got a shout out Cliff Amore, um, 14 points, 11 rebounds, another double, double Caleb McConnell, another good performance, 10 points, seven rebounds. So a lot of hands, all hands on deck affair, if you will, for RU.
1: Yeah, man, definitely. And, and shout out to Moad again, man. I was so happy for him. Like, you know, I've seen the work that Mawad's put in. Like, I was there. I watched it. And I was there for the injuries. I was there when his, his teeth got knocked out. I was there when he had to get the eye <laughs> Talk surgery. about that, man. Like, man, he, he, this dude like,
0: battles through some stuff that yo, people just kind of brush under the rug,
1: man. Through some stuff. And it's like, number one, all right, so first off, the dude's from Australia, right? He's not even from America. Number two, he's from, in America, he lives in California. So he came all the way from California to New Jersey. And then you add in the... The teeth getting knocked out, the injuries, all the adversity that this dude is facing—like that's not easy to go through. And and then you add to it, you have to play behind Ron Harper Jr., who's an All-American type player, right? A dude who's in the NBA right now. So like that's hard mentally to to, to know. Like no matter how good you're playing, you're probably not gonna go on the floor very often. But I think that he has great people around him, and Paul and Caleb and Cam Cliff, you know, guys that have seen the bench and guys who have been starters and are just telling him to stay the course. And he's done a great job. Like every time I I go to Rutgers, he's, he's over there getting shots up on his own. Like he's there late night, he's there in the mornings. Like this dude has really put in the work and, and it showed like he said, he said it in after the game, I knew that shot was going in. It's like, the past maybe wouldn't have said that. And that's the work just showing. Like I knew I was going to make that shot. I was ready for the moment. Uh, So, you know, I'm just I'm real happy for him as as an ex-teammate. Like it it was it was great to see.
0: Love it, man. Iron sharpens iron back to that point about Ron Harper Jr. Obviously, when you're in those battles in practice each and every day, it's it's easy to, to not even understand the impact that that's having on you and your ability to continue to put one foot in front of the other and get better. And now that Ron is no longer there. Uh, it, it was opportunity, time, and preparation at Moat Mag. That culmination of all three, all three things coming together, was the per- perfect recipe for him. And I think it's paying dividend on the court this year. You see him, as you had said, such an interchangeable piece defensively, can guard anybody, and then he can go, you know, and, and go ballistic offensively, you know, periodically and, and make some really big plays. So yeah, um, he, sure, he's man. he's tough, man. He's tough. So he's tough. really big, really big game for RU.
1: Yeah, and, and they and they needed it, too, especially after, you know, how the last game against Ohio State went, right? You know, the questionable call at the end. The league comes out and says that Rutgers should have won the game. They made a mistake. And, you know, Coach Pico is saying, oh, it's, you know, we didn't even talk about it, but you know it's in the back of everybody's minds, like, man, we got to get this one back. <laughs> like, that's just how it goes. That's the competitors. Like, man, we should have won the game. We did everything Absolutely. that we needed to do to win the game, but it was just out of our control. It was in the ref's hands at that point and that's something that you can just never really live with so I know those guys really wanted that W to to get back at Ohio State for the loss that should have been a win
0: yeah man one one other thing 16 assist on 21 of 62 shooting for field goals for RU obviously sharing the game um, is, is something that's really hard for teams to defend for Ohio mm-hmm. State Bryce sensible that dude is tough man he's yeah. really really physical and he started to, to, I think, really get into his groove as the game progressed.
1: Yeah, man. I mean, he don't look like a freshman. That's for sure. You know, physically, mentally, the way he's handling himself on the game. He came off the bench. It's like that's that's a whole nother, you know, mental aspect of the game that you got to deal with. It's like, you know, you're the best player on the team. Everybody knows you're the best player on the team. I know for a fact he was at the top of the scouting report and it's like, damn, I got to come off the bench now. But, you know, the fact that he was still able to make an impact shows his maturity as a freshman. I, I was really impressed by his game.
0: You and I both. Um, and and then, you know, you got to put that one, pack it in the back of your mind and have that next play mentality as a team. And RU then has to go on the road yesterday and compete against Sparty um, in a place where they've never won mm. on the road against Tom Izzo. Um, obviously the dean of the Big Ten, some people call him. Um, talk about tutelage and somebody who's had success over the years. Michigan State might might arguably be the premium program that you try to replicate, you know, for other programs around the Big Ten. Absolutely. Michigan State beat RU 70-57. What did you see from your perspective from the Scarlet Knights?
1: Man, I mean, number one, going back to just Michigan State being, being the team that you kind of look up to, uh, I think that was – our mindset when I first got to Rutgers was we tried to replicate everything Michigan State was doing in terms of toughness, rebounding, running, culture, you know, just everything about their program was what we looked at. That's how we set the bar for ourselves. Um, And I said it going into the game, you know, you never want to play against Tom Izzo coming off two losses like (laughs) that. Just to
0: put some, some stats to what you're saying, the, Spart- the Spartans have been at the top of the Big Ten for the last 25 years, and they've won 90 percent of their home games yeah. during that time. You yep. talk about sustained excellence. You're getting into some of the details as to what's contributing to that. Right.
1: Yeah, man. I mean, it's 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 crazy when you put it into stats like that, because, uh, you know, as a player, I would always be so mad I couldn't figure out a way to win at Michigan State. I really wanted. I wanted these guys so bad to get that win, um, but I know how hard it is too. Right? Like I, I know how hard it is. That's a tough place to play. The crowd messes with your head a little bit with the the shot clock. They count
0: down it at the wraps wrong time. the student section. Me and Jerry were Man. talking about that. Yep. Like, is there? There's a big difference. The Jersey Mike's Arena student section is on one side of the arena compared to you know the Illinois and the Michigan states of the where where it wraps around the entirety of the yep. basketball court. How do you feel that that plays into effect?
1: It's, it's just different. It's different. And every arena is different. So, you know, especially if you're a first year, second year guy, it's just something that you have to get used to. Um, and honestly, even when you're a senior, you know, there's times you don't really get used to it. That's just the way it goes. But I think it's it's very different because you can hear the students like you can hear what they're saying to you. Whereas I feel like at Jersey Mike's, you don't really you're not really going to hear exactly what the riot squad is screaming to you while you're <laughs> on the court um but but it's tough and, and they're very connected like that's what I always said about Michigan State's crowd they're super connected like the the clock will be at three and they'll start counting down from nine mm-hmm. and so you think you have time and then there's they other time tryouts
0: to, to come out there and be be included right. in that crowd in the yep. zone yeah uh, and,
1: and then there's other times where they'll reverse it where the clock will be at nine and they'll start counting down from three And it's like, so they, and and they all do it at the same time. I've always tried, I've always wondered, like, how do they figure out how to coordinate it so perfectly? But they do it every game, like every, and they get somebody, they always get a freshman, they always get a freshman every single game. And it's, uh, it's, it's fun to see. It's, it's uh, tough to be a part of though, for sure.
0: I feel you on that. And you know, the recipe, it's not rocket science. When you're battling against Michigan state, they're going to control the pace. They're going to get out and really try to outrun you in transition and you know that they're going to rebound tough and yep. the stats are what they are I feel like sometimes you have games where shots just don't go in I know it yep. sounds cliche but that's the reality of a you know a 30 game plus season Yep. you know especially when you're going onto the road and what are some of those contri- contributing factors as to sometimes why you don't play well on the road I feel like you can slice that question up in a million different ways but some of the Positive stats for RU, I would say their ability to to, to show that they can out-rebound uh, Michigan State. They won 42-34 on the boards, including 18 offensive rebounds. And not a lot of teams beat Michigan State on the offensive rebounding side of the equation.
1: Oh, yeah, no, not definitely not a lot of teams. And I think that, like, you know, overall, I think this is a game that is very easy to overanalyze, right, as a, as a fan. As an analyst, I think that it's it's super easy to be like, oh, well, you know, Rutgers is really struggling on offense now just because of this one game. And it's it's the reality is, is it is just one game and our best player did have an awful game and he's going to be fine and the team's going to be fine. And and that's just the way it goes in the Big Ten. And, And we're talking about how important it is to protect home court in the Big Ten. Michigan State is thinking the exact same thing. It's super important for them. To protect home court and it's super hard to get a win at Michigan State as the stats have just shown that you just talked about so you know I I don't want to overanalyze this game I think it was it was a tough offensive performance you're never it's it's going to be really hard to win a game if you're two for 17 from three and Mm -hmm. and Michigan State is 12 for 22.
0: Yeah well they really established their rhythm early in that game um, from beyond the arc and AJ Hogar hit a couple of bombs, which you just throw your hands up in certain instances when some of those shots that are contested go in and understand that it's just not your night. Uh-huh. Um they they're tough. Um I was I was really impressed with RU jumping out the gate. They came out on like a thirteen something, fourteen something run to set the tempo, and I was like, Okay, this is this is good, but oh. it's a game of ebbs and flows and, and uh-huh. a game of runs, and you know that. And Michigan State had their run and they went the distance. Uh-huh. Jackson Kohler. Freshman, did you have a chance to see what he did that game? He had a double double, young ball from Utah, I think, um, who who really battled well for He's Michigan tough. State against Cliff Moore. He's tough. He showed some flashes, man. I, I, I think he was averaging like three points
1: going right. into that game, uh, which is which is crazy. He's definitely going to start playing a whole lot more, but he just showed <laughs> a lot of talent, and a lot of grit. Like you know, it was, and it wasn't anything like like super crazy he's not gonna wow you with any like type of athleticism or anything like that but I thought he just plays basketball the right way which is what you expect from a big man on Michigan State so I was really impressed um you know I think he's gonna have a lot of good a lot of good games down the road so you has gotta be careful with him I want I wanted to ask you too though like as a as a player you know we, we always talk about how we don't want to you know get too high get too low so from your point of view if if you're a Rutgers basketball player right now how do you stay calm? How do you just move on to the next game? Obviously you have a big challenge coming up at Penn State, which I know we're gonna get into. So what's your mindset going into that one?
0: Yeah, I think as a former player and then as a fan, those are two different mindsets oh, yeah. just to preface this conversation. <laughs> oh, for sure. Oh, um, for sure. <laughs> I know how hard it is to win a division one basketball game. I know you know how hard it is to win a division one basketball game. Amplify that, multiply it by ten in the Big Ten Conference because you can get beat on any given night. Yeah. Um, and I feel like at the end of the day, you just got to understand to your point um, when not to try to jump out the window and, and understand that you're going to lose games periodically um, and that you can take good things about them um, or take th- good things away from them from a film session reviews um, and, and leverage those going forward. The reality of the situation is RU gets Michigan State Two weeks, three weeks from now at Madison Square Garden. And yep. Might not be a situation where they're coming out shooting, you know, twelve percent from three. They're hitting shots on the road. It's a completely different ball game. So you would take the valuable stuff from it and implement it see the opportunity to be able to, you know, hopefully control the outcome of the game going for it. Fans, uh, media, people just gotta make sure that they're not getting too high and too low. Yeah. Even kill, I think, is the way to go because Game by game, this is going to completely change. You can't love teams one game and be riding high about how this oh. is the greatest thing since sliced bread, and then jump out the window as soon as they go in and they suffer a thirteen point loss on the road.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree, and it's it's uh yeah, you know, it's easier said than done. You know, now that I'm a fan too, it's it's uh it's tough sometimes. But you know, like you said, as a former player, we understand, um, you know how difficult it is to to win a basketball game. How difficult it is to shoot well every single game, like. Cam Spencer is still the best shooter in the Big Ten. That hasn't changed. He had a, he had a tough game. That's all it is. And yeah. now it's it's just about like what the team is thinking about. Okay, how do we move on? How do we get ready for Penn State, which is going to be a challenge. Like Penn State is a very good basketball team. Coach Shrewsbury is a very good coach. I have a ton of respect for him. I always thought he did a great job as an assistant at Purdue. Um, you know, and and they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna play him a little bit differently, right? They're gonna bring him five out. They're gonna shoot a lot of threes. Pickett is tough, like like super tough. He's a mismatch nightmare. So I'm interested to see how Caleb takes on that challenge, how Mawat takes on that challenge. And, you know, as, as a player, Caleb can't be thinking about the Michigan State game where he missed a couple of threes. Cam can't be thinking about the Michigan State game where he missed a couple of threes, right? So now these guys got to get ready and, and you have a, a hungry Penn State team coming into the rack.
0: I think that's the perfect segue into our scouting report segment. <laughs> where we can get into that game and kind of sink our teeth into it and talk about that this is, uh, I think, a resurgence in Penn State basketball all in all. Shrewsbury's doing a phenomenal job, was able to really get good quickly leveraging the transfer portal. Um, You look at the standings. um, As a result of uh, that loss yesterday with RU and Michigan State, one thing that that does And those two programs is it level sets them and solidifies a tie in second place behind Purdue. Mm -hmm. Both teams are five and three in the conference standings. Wisconsin, Iowa, Michigan are all four and three. Illinois four and four, and then you can go down to Penn State, who's three and four, and in a tie with one, two, three other teams. Indiana and Maryland and Penn State are all (laughs) neck and neck, so. And it's all those crazy, teams man. are
1: good, man. <laughs> like you just going down the list, I'm like, damn, they're tough. <laughs> that's their record right now. Like that's their record. That's yeah, man. Those yeah, it's crazy, man. That's just that's the life in the Big Ten. That all those teams you just mentioned are are dangerous in their own way. Uh, but uh, but but just you know, speaking about Penn State, you know they really defend, like really defend. I heard a story about coach shrewsbury would have them like in a defensive stance just holding two hammers and they would just have to stand there so that way they learn how to just have their their hands out oh, on defense they,
0: like the weight of the hammer yeah, is like kind of like, helping them to sit down
1: yeah like it's like some, some crazy stuff man and it's like damn yeah they definitely going to defend if, if he's got them doing that um you know but and you said it too like they did a great job in the transfer portal he's done a great job of, of finding older guys i think and and, and I'm going to say it a million times. I've probably already said it a million times in this podcast about how important veteran leadership is.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and, and Coach Shrewsbury is one of those people who understands that, so he's going to make sure to find them. And uh, it's going to be a tough game because I think it, it's it's different for Cliff, too. You have a five-man who's going to take him out to the perimeter a little bit, uh, so maybe he's not inside the paint as much to you know for shot-blocking opportunities. So it's, it's going to be a different type of game, and they got to prepare for it differently.
0: For sure, man, and obviously Penn State for – I grew up in Philly, so growing up in that area and you know not too far from State College, I always assumed that it was a, a football school, so to see that they're able to develop their, their own identity, and I think that they have great, um, a great foundation with a coach that comes from excellent tutelage from that Purdue program um, as well, and he knows what it takes uh, to have success at this level. Jalen Pickett is a bucket. He's played at this level at, at multiple schools, so he's seen it all. Averaging seventeen point seven points per game, seven rebounds, seven assists. I mean, come on, you're you're doing pretty much everything out yeah. on the basketball court that you need your team to do um, from a scoring standpoint. And then you got Seth Lundy, local flavor, South Jersey, Philadelphia area kid, averaging thirteen. Andrew Funk, twelve points per game as well. You know, this isn't this isn't a, a sweet Penn State team either, man. And they played RU tough last season, so yeah. interested to see how that goes and. One thing I will say is they are different at home than on the road. They're ten and yeah. one at Bryce Jordan Center this year. Um, let's see how they're tested when they're when they come into Jersey Mike's Arena. And they have a they have a game tomorrow against Nebraska. So it's going to be interesting because Nebraska's tough as well.
1: Yeah, not about, every, Everyone's tough. Everyone's tough. Let's just be real. Big Ten. Everyone's tough. Another thing about Penn State they lead the nation in fewest turnovers per game, eight point seven two turnovers per game. That's going to be interesting for. You know, Rutgers, because that's what they do. They they love to force turnovers and get out and run. So, uh, again, just an interesting dynamic in terms of, of game planning and being ready. And it's going to be another one of those games where you don't want to overhelp. You don't want to overreach. Mm-hmm. I think we saw that with Iowa. We saw it a little bit with Michigan State where they, you know, they moved the ball really well and got some open threes. Um, you don't want Penn State to start getting some open threes. You don't want Andrew Funk getting in a rhythm. Uh, you know, that, that dude can really shoot it. So, um, you know, they definitely going to have to game plan a little bit different and making sure that. You know, they're just playing solid on defense and and playing their style.
0: Yeah, I love that, man. And that's what veteran leadership at the guard position does. It's like having a quarterback on the court. You equate that to Paul Mulcahy and Steve Peichel. Having him, I think, just alleviates a lot of stress um, from a leadership standpoint uh, because you're connected. You have that guy out there that's completely bought in, and you know there's that trust factor. And I think that that's what we're seeing uh, at Penn State um, now as well with Shrewsbury and Jalen Pickett. So um, it'll be a battle, um, but I think that this is a game that RU will win. Um, yep. um, I think that they have a, a better team all, all in all. Um, so if they lock in and do what they need to do, I think that they'll be in a position, um, a, a successful position when it's time to go to distance.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree. I think I think Rutgers has all all the pieces they need to get this win on Tuesday. Uh, you know, not, not too worried about that. Uh, you know, just want to make sure these guys, you know, got their mental straight and, and you know, they're making sure to stay on the course like it's 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 a long season you know you can never be upset about one loss to a a great basketball program great culture uh you know so just making sure these guys are are staying on the right track and uh you know I'm excited for the Iowa game too man I think I think that's gonna be a really good one I know Iowa uh is obviously just a a great basketball team in general we always have a lot of trouble matching up with them and you know obviously we already played them this year what are your thoughts on the Iowa game
0: yeah, it'll be my first time heading out um, to Carver Hawkeye, um, and that, that'll actually be the conclusion of me being in every Big Ten arena. I didn't have oh, a chance to right. play in the Big Ten. I know you probably played and been in them all, so I'm excited to see what that atmosphere is like. Um, we, we we recapped those guys in our last episode and talked about how I think that there's a lot of similar matchups. Um, I think that the Hawkeyes always tend to play Ruckers really tough, yep. um, but – a little bit of chip, you know, you think that you want to go out there and, and you know, be able to, to get one back, get a look back, if you will, um, against a team that came in and played you really, really tough at home. So um, I think that there will be a response and I'll just leave it at that.
1: Yeah, I like that. I like that. <laughs> Those guys, they don't like to lose, man. I'm okay. He don't want to lose. Caleb, he don't like to lose. So uh, it's going to be. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a really fun game. And Rutgers-Iowa always, it's always been like a, a weird little rivalry, even though there like really isn't. There really shouldn't be one, but it's just kind of always been there. Uh, so I'm excited to see those guys bounce back in these next two games coming up.
0: For sure, man. Quickly transitioning over, man. I want to obviously keep the momentum going and, and switch over to our, our Word on Campus segment. And I know that you had something top of mind that we could sink our teeth into, so... Uh, what what's been uh what have you yeah. been thinking about over the last week
1: Yeah, we're on campus, man, some NIL some NIL stuff going on. Uh you know, I it's mentioned It's not going it, uh,
0: anywhere, people. It's not going it's, anywhere. It's it not going anywhere. So, we're definitely going to
1: talk about it. We got to talk about it. But uh it's it's good things though. You know, I, I obviously I mentioned earlier what I'm doing with Knight Society. Um we just announced a, a partnership with the front office who specializes in hosting sports events. So, you know, we're going to be partnering up with them to, to throw some really cool watch parties and and other community events for the Rutgers community. All the ticket sales will go straight to the Rutgers basketball team for the watch parties and then other student athletes as well for, you know, depending on the type of event that it is. Uh, So really excited for that. I think it's going to be really cool. Uh, A great way for Rutgers fans to go meet other Rutgers fans while simultaneously supporting the student athletes, which is super important right now in the recruiting world. Uh, you know, obviously, Coach Shiano has mentioned it a bunch. Coach Michael is now talking about it, even though I'm sure he hates to talk about it. He just wants to talk about winning a national championship. <laughs> but uh, he has to mention it now, too, because it is here, like we said. Um, and then I also heard that Knights of Raritan, uh, another company that focuses on student athlete NIL, is, it has some, some big things coming soon, too. I don't want to give out too many details. And I know you don't want to give out too many details <laughs> as well, uh, mainly because we can't. But a lot of good things happening right now in the NIL space with Rutgers, so that's a really good thing because I think a lot of people were worried about that, and it seems like we're heading in the right direction. And people are supporting things, and and I think that Knight Society and Knights of Erden are both doing a good job of making sure that Rutgers fans are getting something cool in return for supporting student athletes. I think that's always that's always been my thing with NIL is like making sure that it's just valuable for everyone. The student athletes get paid, the fans get a really cool experience in return for it. Simple, Love it, man. but not easy.
0: I- <laughs> Absolutely love it. You obviously have your hand on the pulse of everything Knight Society related. I'm on the board for Knights of the Raritan and the, and the one commonality and the one theme um, that is not going anywhere is trying to get the best yeah. uh, for student athletes going yep. for it. And this really new and exciting day and age when it comes to your ability to, to leverage the brand that you built, you know, through all your hard work and effort that culminates, you know, typically at at the collegiate ranks. Um, and you look at statistics You know, this is the highest that your profile is ever going to be. So to be able to capitalize on that is crucial. And I think that's a great segue into another thought about one thing I know that you've done very well building out all these different entrepreneurial endeavors for the, the last couple minutes that we have here is how important from your perspective, and I'll get into my story, is being able to leverage that brand that you build and then also that network that you have at your disposal being a student athlete, people know your name, you have all these, you know, you know, really important people and you have access to people, you know, how has that helped you in your career path thus far, um, you know, right. from your perspective?
1: Man, listen, I, I mean, I feel, number one, I don't think, if it wasn't for NIL, I probably wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now, uh, or maybe I would be, but I don't think i would be able to do it um, as good as I am now, right? And I think that the, the people that I met in these business dealings, like everything I did with NIL, I'd always try to take it a step further. I would try to be in the business meeting. I would try to be in the negotiations. I would try to, you know, learn while I was also promoting whatever brand, company, whatever it was. And what I'm trying to pass on now to the student athletes at Rutgers is the same thing. It's like, look, we're, we're going to pay you to come to these events. Enjoy it. Like go the extra mile. Go talk to the the alumni who wanted to meet you. Go talk to the company, maybe try to get in the company's meeting that is sponsoring our event or whatever it is. And nine times out of 10, they're gonna say, yeah, like they're, the alumni, they already love, they already love you. Like there's no, <laughs> there's there's no reason for them to not want to talk to you. So take advantage of that. Um, but it, but it's so important because I think it, it taught me a lot of things, it taught me how to, to speak the right way. It taught me how to treat people the right way. It taught me about business. It taught, you, taught me about, you know, the, the value that I have and, you know, different things along those lines. Um, you know, so it's helping me a ton and I think basketball helped me in that in a way too. You know, obviously being a student athlete, I had to learn a lot of different things about time management and you know, effort and and, and team the Transferable skills. Yeah, Those are transferable the things, skills, that man. Sports
0: they teach you. You yeah. you essentially you don't even know that you're developing and sharpening your, your toolkit by yep. showing up to practice on time, by having the discipline to transition over to study hall and to get to class. And to get good grades all while balancing essentially a full time job, traveling around, playing these games, having to be up the next day because can't slack on the academics. And that doesn't go anywhere. And I will tell you that as a dude that's transitioned into corporate America, those are the things that hiring managers and that companies love about student athletes being able to come in and be a plug and play, be team oriented, be competitive, essentially want the best for your individual self to be able to help your career path. So the 100%. confidence, the ability to be media trained, there's so many different ways that you can go about it. And then once student athletes, I think, recognize that value and that worth that they have, the sky's the limit.
1: Exactly, man. And NIL just enhances that. Like everything we just talked about as a student athlete, NIL makes that transition easier for you when you do get into corporate America or you do get into your professional life because that some someday the ball is going to stop bouncing, right? It happens for everyone. Uh, it's just a matter of when. Right. That's, that's all it is. It's a matter of when. So use NIL now to, to take advantage of that and, and, you know, talk to these alumni and get in those meetings and go the extra mile because it's important. It's going to help you down the line. Like I I think I wholeheartedly believe that I'm, I'm set for life because of the connections that I made and, and the way I treated people, like I just never was, you know, rude to anybody. Right. You know what I mean? And I think that's, that's the thing that we're trying to teach these student athletes too with night society is like, listen, you know, it's going to be it's going to be very easy for you to 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 take advantage of this. Just just do it the right way.
0: We'll 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 put a period on that because I think that we could talk uh, to infinity and beyond about this topic. Um, it's something that I'm definitely passionate about, and I know that you're passionate about. When we were talking about this podcast, we wanted to really integrate a business sense to it. So we'll come up with some creative themes and some guests in the future for sure. uh, to be able to dive deeper on these different topics on future episode. So closing the loop here. Um I think that we went through a lot of really, really good stuff. Um, what are your thoughts over, you know, looking ahead for the next couple of weeks, basketball wise and anything else that's really capturing your attention, you know, before we we we, we close the loop?
1: Man, basketball wise, just, you know, want to continue to watch Rutgers basketball. You know, I'm wholeheartedly a fan now. Uh, full-fledged. I've never really been, like, a fan of a sports team before, honestly. Uh, (laughs) By default, uh, being from New Hampshire, it was always Boston Celtics, New England Patriots. So that was was always super easy to be a fan because, you know, all we did was win. Yeah, I'm
0: sick of y'all, bro. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't trying to see (laughs) the Patriots or the Celtics win no time soon. (laughs) Man,
1: but now, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a real fan, so, you know, I'm just looking forward to seeing this team uh, you know, fight through these battles and try to find a way to the top of the Big Ten, something that you know, some of my teams could never figure out. So that's going to be exciting. And then for me, you know, just continuing to, you know, try to make this podcast great, continue to educate myself as best I can, continue to learn every day. I love just, you know, having interesting conversations like this, getting to talk to you, getting to talk to, you know, other interesting people. So um, just continuing to work on myself, man. But uh, I'm really excited for the upcoming weeks, man. I hope you are too.
0: Likewise, man. Are you Basketball, um, it's an exciting season. I get a front row, you get a front row. Really looking forward to seeing these next couple of games uh, against Penn State. And then we were just mentioning, you know, some of the other things that are on the horizon. So upward trajectory for sure. I'm a, I'm from Philly. I'm an Eagles fan. So <laughs> getting down to uh, the nitty gritty. Mm. It's becoming a smorgasbord where you have all these different important sports events at one time that you got to consume. So sensory overload, but hoping that my birds can get to the Super Bowl for sure. Um, but all in all, Really good time chopping it up with you, my guy. Looking forward to the next episode. Um, And we'll see how all things transpire and play out uh, for RU. Yes, sir, man. Yeah, looking forward to it. Beyond the Big Ten is a network of podcasts that aims to be your go-to resource for all things Big Ten. We cover the entire conference with shows hosted by ex-players and athletic alumni, aiming to be your go-to source of information and entertainment for your favorite team. Hosted by ex-Big Ten players, media, and insiders, Our podcasts are focused on giving diehard fans and those alums an inside scoop about the teams and people that make the Big Ten Conference one of the most watched and most talked about conferences in sports. We're excited to talk Big Ten basketball with you wherever you may be. Subscribe now.